0: Hello, Catherine.
1: Hello, Jake. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very excited about today's episode. Me too. It's going to be a good one. We've got Luke Green Mm -hmm. and Fraser Brown who make up Studio Goblin.
0: Studio Goblin, yes, they do. Um, uh, And so what, what were some of your highlights?
1: Well, there's lots in this one. Um, they give really good advice around dealing with clients. Uh, they talk a lot about like the practicalities of starting up a business. Um, they give some really good tips about how to price work, um, but also working together and like working out each other's strengths and then playing to those strengths. I mm. thought that was really nice. How about you? What was your? Yeah,
0: well, I think you, that's a really good summary. Mine was definitely their collaboration. Yeah, like, they work really well together, and uh, I think it's good that they can situate themselves in against each other's strengths and weaknesses. So not just being like, Oh, you're good at that and you're good at this. It's kinda okay, you're good at that, so I'm gonna be taking on this sort of thing. Yeah. Um so it's like real honest collaboration. And they just love each
1: other. I know. It's so sweet.
0: And it's not enough of that.
1: No, there's not. Yeah. It's really (laughs) lovely. Yeah.
0: Um but yeah, okay, we really enjoyed it and let's hope that listeners do. So no no more spoilers. No. Um this is work in progress and you are about to listen to luke green and fraser brown uh, who make up studio goblin hello and welcome to another episode of work in progress Um, my name is jake i'm your host and today i'm here with uh fraser brown and luke green thanks very much for joining us how are you guys doing today Doing great. Thank you very much. Yeah, very well. Good, good, good. So you two obviously are your own people, your own identities, but together you make up Studio Goblin.
2: Mm-hmm, absolutely.
0: Which is what, you want
1: to, Fraser, do you want to tell us a little bit about kind of what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, together, I think we are quite a good creative team. Um, we've got very lucky and uh, we kind of have a lot of benefits in that we complemented each other's weaknesses and found that out probably after we decided to go into business <laughs> yeah. with each other. <laughs> yeah,
2: of course. You sort of have a, a natural, in- like you have an idea that it's it's going to work out. And yeah. Work. But when we actually put it into practice. It was like, oh, no, this, this is really working. Like, <laughs> we actually perfectly complement each other.
0: That's amazing. That's really good to hear. So you do lots of uh, animation work, right? Like you um, work sort of, you got your a, a big client base now. You, we were talking a little bit before we hit record that you guys are so busy. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah. I mean, big client base. I don't want to set any sort of unrealistic illusions here. Um, We do have to really work hard to make contacts as often as possible. And uh, we're still in the stage where most of the people that we work with, we're working with for the first time. Mm -hmm. After doing this for just over a year now, we are in the position where, you know, a handful of people have come back for another go. And that's always reassuring Mm -hmm. because obviously it wasn't too bad the first time. (laughs) Yeah. So that's the greatest review you can really get repeat business. Nice. Um, But yeah, uh, primarily we do animation and um, we're one of those, uh purists they're really into 2d hand-drawn animation which for anyone in the know um that might not seem like the most savvy business choice but it's worked out uh, okay so far
2: yeah we, we sort of went, in, went into it with the knowledge that we both really enjoyed traditional 2d animation mm. so we're like well i think there's a market for this like most people when they go for stuff especially corporate entities they go for motion graphics kind of stuff and not no knock in motion graphics it's a you know, complicated and great yeah. Piece of oh, yeah, yeah, I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't I, do, I it do it. Um, but we were like, we want to do something a bit different. So mm-hmm. we come out from a different angle um, and it worked out. There were people who wanted it because you offer something different, something a bit more unique. You show that you can sort of bring that brand's personality to life and then people just sort of fall in love with that. And yeah. from there it's just been working out.
0: It's so good to hear. Um, and we'll, go, we'll definitely come back to this because it's, it's so important to, for us to kind of find out kind of some of the struggles that got you there and then re- reflect on kind of what you're doing now. But um, if we if we sort of jump back a bit, um, you between you, you've graduated quite a few times, haven't you? Enough. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, No more, thank you. <laughs> that will do. So you both did, uh, you did BAs at uh, sort of various different times, right? And then you yep. um, did a, an MA and that's kind of where you met, and that's all
2: here at at Norwich University Arts, right? Yes, so although we both studied BAs at different times, um, it has all been at Norwich University of the Arts. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: I started out on illustration with my BA, and Mm -hmm. I did that for a a year, maybe two. Mm -hmm. God, I can't remember. And um, that didn't quite sit right with me. And that's the first time I'd even considered animation when someone suggested that I might be well suited to it. And I thought, yeah, you know, maybe I would be. So I kind of uh, transferred over and finished off my BA in animation.
2: Amazing. Hmm. And I studied uh, film and moving image. Um, At the time, I was still an animator, like teaching myself, self-taught animator. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to come to university to sort of learn storytelling and learn more film making techniques. Mm -hmm. For me, the animation course was about making, learning how to make animations, which I sort of self-taught myself. So I went something a bit more different and wanted to learn a bit more filming techniques, um, which I'm glad I did because it gave me a bit more knowledge um, that I could apply to animation. And then from there, uh, I had a year out. And then went back just to the MA, Mm -hmm. and that's where I met Fraser. And it is best decision of my life. Mm It sort of changed everything. That did. What doing the MA? Yeah, both the MA and meeting Fraser, of Mm -hmm. course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. The
1: MA is really great. Um, I think uh, the illustration course that I began on was very freeform, and I think uh, at that point in kind of everything that I was trying to develop. It didn't offer enough in the way of um, new skills, or at least not uh, the kind of skills I was looking for, which um, studying animation really remedied. And then coming back and doing the masters was was great because the masters offers you, in my opinion, one key thing above everything else, which is time. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think if, Especially since you've probably done uh, enough time at university now to know how to utilise it a lot better the second time around. Um, I think a lot of people went in very well equipped to know what they wanted to achieve. And I think us two specifically um, achieved everything we wanted to. And then I think uh, me and each other has just been a great bonus on top, hasn't it?
2: Mm-hmm. I completely agree.
0: And did you both do the same MA?
2: Yes, moving the image yes. It wasn't
0: like two, because I know the MA course here is the cohort, you, mm. even though you do different sort of distinctions yeah. stuff, and stuff.
1: You actually I mean, spend a lot of time with all the other people in, in various disciplines anyway. Is, There's a great, great. Like, cross-disciplinary yeah. sort of conversation that's ongoing throughout, which is super. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think, um, and I don't mean this as any sort of disrespect to the other people that were, um, practicing animation within the masters at the same time as us, because we did move an image, which kind of carries both film and animation within it. And there were certainly other um, fantastic people doing animation as well. But I think stylistically we were the kind of closest match. We kind of very quickly realized by looking at each other's work that we were, A little bit kindred spirits, yeah. Absolutely,
2: there would be frequent times where we'd meet at like the playhouse or something after a tutorial, and then look at each other's work in progress and just get giddy over it. Like (laughs) both being huge fans of each other's work, and it was a great time. Well, that's a
0: really valuable asset to have if you're going to work together, right? Like to be able to have that honest because conversation to to celebrate each other's work, let alone you know critique.
2: So yeah, that's really that's really good to to have. It's also great because we're not precious about our work so if i've worked some worked on a project or sort of gave my own spin on it i'm always appreciating to hear the feedback on it um if one of us has an idea and the other one chips in with something like we're open to collaborating on that we're not really like we don't get defensive over criticism Mm, we're very open with each other and honest and it just equals some great products it's
1: crazy the way our relationship has changed i think um i don't think we ever tiptoed around each other in the beginning um Potentially, there was a lot more kind of uh, complimenting going on and a lot less exasperation, which I think has (laughs) been expressed more as time's gone on but in a in a healthy way hmm. because like you know you can't just grin and bear it all the time if there's something that uh, annoys you about the other person sometimes it's best to just clear the air but that's never been an issue for us no absolutely <laughs> but i think yeah i think our relationship has kind of gone from a um cautious uh coworker to um creative partnership like uh, like fully blossom now i think we're definitely happy to give the other one uh, the reins on any ideas we might have nice. so
0: it's good to have that that trust when you're working with somebody, especially when you're so busy as you say that you were. Uh, um, but I'm curious. I want to know about your first project together. Like, was that on the MA? Was that post-MA? Was it like as you started to get in, just give this Studio Goblin thing a go? Or?
2: So it was definitely post-MA. It was, I think our first project was a client piece. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We hadn't, like I said, in retrospect, it seems a little bit like, where you went into business with not even knowing you could work well together, <laughs> um, but we kind of had that inclination that it would work. Mm-hmm. But the first project we worked on was—I'm
1: going to i am going to say skeletons.
2: Is that right? Yes, I believe it might have been skeletons. Yeah. yeah. So um, during my time away from university, when I finished my BA and between my MA, I got quite friendly with these YouTubers called Stop Skeletons From Fighting, um, Derek Alexander and Grace Kramer. And they asked me to do some intro and channel art for them, which I glad you did and it was some great stuff and I'm really proud of that. But then when we started, Goblin, it sort of worked out perfectly. They were after a redesign and after some new intros and new artwork. So, naturally, that was the first client we went with. And that was a great example of seeing how well we could work because mm-hmm. Fraser was bouncing off designs that I had came up with um, mm-hmm. before in the past. And seeing him take those and sort of do his own spin on it was just incredible. He went mm-hmm. in directions mm-hmm. that I wouldn't have seemed to do, and they loved it. They really did have a good time. With
1: I it. mean, the best way you can describe um, a lot of our collaborative process, because it was defined by that single project. It was just strange that you'd already designed the thing that we needed to redesign. And that was just uh, <laughs> that was just weird right off the bat because that's not happened <laughs> since but um so it was interesting that we had to redesign something you'd already designed and it was great that I was given the opportunity to have a stab at that and then together we collaboratively kind of um, visually realized the, the finished, um, animations and rebrand. And that was fantastic. But, um, yeah, if I was to kind of describe it, it's essentially like a feedback loop Mm -hmm. and every project ever since has been like a feedback loop. Um, in many instances, one of us will come up with a very rough design, maybe not kind of see any potential in it. And the other one will be like, well, let me just pick that up and see what I can do. Mm -hmm. And then it evolves into something more than it was before. And the back and forth just never really stops. Um, and we kind of, yeah, we bring that all the way through and I don't think it's ever a case of, I don't think we're ever kind of fighting for any sort of, um, like priority or hierarchy because we know at one stage or another, we're both going to get our hand on the ball. So yeah, it's
0: interesting because it's um, when we're talking to sort of other people that have a, a bit more of a, um, solo, uh, work, uh, experience, right. They're kind of all out doing on their own. It's, they very much do it, 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 it they have that same process where they will go through an idea and maybe come to the end of that current thought process of said idea and instead of trying to really hash it out and get it done they just kind of put it to the side and move on and then come back to it later whereas you guys are a bit like a, a cycling team where like you're cycling up the hill and when once someone gets tired then you move to the back and you can't constantly
1: working on that. Oh, I'm going to steal that analogy. That's great. That's <laughs> yeah. a great way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. We just work in each other's slipstream. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Which is, which yeah. I think is, is really lovely to hear because it's, it's kind of like uh, a, 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 such a unique way of um, processing similar problems that other creators are having.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, but it's just unique to you guys with the resources that you have uh, available. And if we had infinite resources, then that feedback loop would probably go on forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, with putting in the entire element of of you know budgets and clients and briefs, then that we you know we do have to just say that there's a stopping point at one point or another and yeah. that gets dictated for us, but that's fine.
2: It even comes through to some of our personal projects we work on. We've released quite about three animated shorts now. Every it, time I've been goblin.
1: I don't understand how we've done so much personal
2: stuff. <laughs> I, I'm like the opposite of a perfectionist. I will happily, <laughs> I will happily say that's done, or this is as far as we're going to take it and we're going to finish it. And we're going to move on to the next thing. Cause mm-hmm. unless you just wouldn't ever get anything done yeah. or like, In my mind, done is better than perfect. So if you can just at least get something out there, because a rough interpretation of what your idea is is better than no, I not have an aim it at all. So there'll be points in the project where we're like, right, this is just going to be done now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is great and we've planned it out, but let's just release it and just see what the world thinks of it
1: i think arguably that's one of the most valuable assets that luke has brought because i probably would have put myself at the other end of the spectrum especially and we've kind of reached this really nice middle ground with push and pull on sort of um really striving for something that's probably better than needs to be but then luke kind of brings in this very realistic idea of, of as he said getting things done mm-hmm. and it's that that is absolutely the driving force as to how we've managed to not only kind of sustain ourselves and support ourselves with um professional work we've also managed to take this opportunity as sort of an extended creative collaboration and released a bunch of personal stuff that mm. i mean i would never have i don't think i would have released this volume of stuff to any degree if i'd spent two years doing it by myself um, mm. but it's this mixture of having someone to bounce off of but also accountability um, if yeah. I tell him that I'm going to commit to his idea and vice versa, then I'm committed to that idea. <laughs> and, um, I think the accountability has been really good for that.
0: That is, that is really brilliant. I think you got listening to you guys speak. You've definitely got this kind of, um, like exposure to each other's strengths and then also where you might be able to help and assist as almost like a two pieces that fit together. Yes. Is that yeah. like something that you, in between your relationship you've learned and then maybe put taken forwards into finding clients or you know um uh, working with specific people do you do you feel that like what you've learned together has helped you um
1: with approaching other challenges when creating a business i think so mm. i mean there's been a lot of unexpected stuff that's come up because even though we've done a lot of digital art and we've done a lot of animation and illustration in the past um we've never run a business before and yeah, it kind of mirrors itself just in the, the creative process. How we know that one of us is kind of, kind of the champion of this aspect or the champion of that aspect. That's kind of shown itself to be true. Um, in sort of the running of the day-to-day business side as well. Yeah,
2: there will be frequently be a project where we've been asked to provide a quote or something like that, and um, so Afroz had an idea of the workload and pricing, and I've had an idea of the workload and pricing, and they've been like not hugely different, but different, and we're like, well, there we go. There's a perfect middle ground there, and then quite often that is the right route to be taken. So, oh, okay. working together, we've we've got this perfect idea of how much workload mm. um, a project can be, and also we have like. I haven't got much faith in myself, but I've got loads of faith in faith. Just sort of <laughs> and I think that goes the same way there that we both trust that the other one can do it. Mm. So we will always be willing to take on like challenges and that knowing that the other one will definitely be able to help out and pull that one off.
1: Mm. I don't think I can overstate that enough in the the trust of the other person aspect because um, a lot of projects, Luke has kind of handled the post-production aspect. So in the sense, he's the one that ties it all together and and you know brings it across the line and makes it that finished piece. And, um, yeah, in a lot of these projects, I spent a lot of time building all these individual elements and assets and spending a lot of time crafting these building blocks. And I'm kind of like producing a lot of raw materials and I am not worried about how they fit together because I know he'll do it. I know somehow Mm -hmm. he's going to be able to cobble together all these different elements that, that I've made, which is fantastic. And yeah, I think that is definitely something that comes across. Because we like to have it so that, um, you know, oftentimes when a client gets in touch and maybe let's say two have got in touch at the same time and um, we can identify pretty quickly by what they're after. Um, who's going to kind of quote unquote head up that sort mm. of project? Um, so oftentimes, you know, someone I'll, I'll see a message and I'll be like, oh, Luke, I think this one's kind of would be your, you should take point on this one. And you'll say, yeah, well, I've got one here. And I think you should take point on that one. Like, great. And yeah, we kind of just know who should get what essentially, don't we?
2: Yeah. So basically, it's, um, there comes the thing of like motion graphics work. I'll often take a charge on that one, but I don't animate them the way motion graphics are traditionally done. I do do it the way we would do it because we sort of ingrained. Yeah, ingrained. I'm like, I'm going to do this hand drawn, I'm going to do it my way. <laughs> like, like, this is what <laughs> they're expecting. Yeah. And uh, Fraser will always just trust that that's going to be done. And like when it comes to illustration, I'm not a strong illustrator. I'm like, I I'm best when I'm bouncing off other people's work. Mm-hmm. So when the illustrations come along or well, designs are needed and I am look at that and I get a cold sweat thinking how is that going to be visualized? <laughs> Face looks and goes nah I got that I know how to do it and I'm like just, <laughs> you can just trust that he's going to be able to do it instantly because he knows exactly how it's going to click into place. And, it's and knowing great.
0: that and having that trust definitely gives you that energy to kind of keep going and then take on more and, and, and kind of produce more and more and more i guess more developed work like as you, you're testing yourselves and, and re- but also by relying on each other's yeah
2: things? yeah it would be a lie to say that when a bigger project comes along or a more complicated endeavor comes shows its face that we um go in guns blazing like oh we've got this we can do it guys a t- team friendship we've got this um, but there definitely are times when one of us a little bit more hesitant and the other one sort of has to get a bit of a like we can do it we, we i have faith if we can do this and then if i really don't think a project i can do it or i think we can actually visualize it but Fraser has that confidence i'm like well Oh, then I believe you all the way. We can do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like that you framed it that way because, truth be told, I think I'm generally the more hesitant one, uh, especially when it comes to workload capacity. Um, I think today was a great example with so many kind of people uh, expressing an interest in getting some projects under the way. And I was, I was like, "Are we sure we can do this?" And then, and Luke's basically like on fire, going, "Yeah, we can
2: do it." Yeah, a bit of a, it's the, <laughs> have some passion. It, it's the, I long for the university crunch, though the two weeks <laughs> for deadline, really yeah. staying up late. Yeah. I sort of missed that a little bit, so any chance to sort of put it on a little bit while I'm choosing, and I, I, I jump at the chance.
1: And I'm the guy that when I have to um, negotiate deadlines with a client, I just like, oh, I'm just going to wangle in like an extra week that I know we don't need just <laughs> so we can like really seem impressive when we deliver a week <laughs> early. And then if anything goes wrong, we're going to be completely fine. <laughs> You're giving away your secrets now. Yeah, oh, no, it's not a secret, please. I, I, I suggest everyone does the same. Give <laughs> yeah, themselves way longer tip. than they need. Yeah. We've never delivered anything late. And no, never. It's, I, honestly, I think I've been more prompt uh ever since we left university, I think. I think you get money involved and it just flicks its wage, doesn't it? Mm.
0: So you um you've definitely <clears throat> it's it's so obvious to see that you guys are like a great unit together. Um now that your kind of studio goblin is up and running and you're working lots um what, uh, you mentioned a little bit about kind of starting a business as maybe a challenge. What, what are some of the challenges that you kind of faced? Because working together in, collabor- in collaboration as a joint unit is obviously something quite different to being out on your own. Are there any challenges that you've faced? Um, uh, anything you can sort of uh, uh, anecdotes that you've got that, that you've learned particularly from as, uh, as a unit together or even individually?
1: I think if you if I really look back at some of the early challenges, some of them are silly. Jack, can you remember how long it took us to get a business account set up? Oh, it was insane. <laughs> it, was it was insane. You, it, it places oh, seriously make you jump through hoops. Um, we, we got lost in sort of like paperwork abyss or online application form abyss with like two different banks. Oh, I don't know what happened there. Everything just sort of fell through and got lost. And then eventually we found somewhere we could go in physically and get it sorted out. And, and that did help, but it's still to cages. I mean, my my recommendation is if you you do need to have you know, that sort of thing in place and do it all just sooner rather than later. And if you can do stuff in person, do stuff in person. And if you can take people's names, take people's names. Yeah. Normally, if you can, um, if you can take someone's name and make them accountable when they're supposed to be doing some sort of like administration <laughs> work for you, um, that's always a good thing. Cause you know, you can, you can march in there and, and, mm-hmm. and give them what for. Mm-hmm. Not because that's what I wanted to do, but that's sometimes what we just had to
2: do. Yeah, anyway. they, when it comes to challenges, definitely towards the business side. Like uh, when we reg- when I was registering the partnership officially oh, yeah. through DirectGov, um, uh, I have blanked it from my memory what happened. Um, <laughs> but going back through our old emails, there's a clear record of me repeatedly calling them up to sort things out. And it's that I always have, I always have a cold sweat when I go on official websites, the more minimalist the user, the user interface, the more serious you're getting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it was like, yes, I did. I did some things wrong. I put some things in wrong. I miss like typed things, but it got sorted. It, mm-hmm. it was, it got official. It's all done. And a lot of people I find, especially if they sign out a freelancing, uh, or anything or partnership endeavors, um, they are a bit hesitant to do things like that because it's so intimidating and scary. Um, mm-hmm. But it, when you, especially when you bring them up, is, the person you're in the phone is just doing their job, as anyone else is. You just kind of got to brave it through and get it all done. But it was definitely the more official business side of things that we completely lacked on. We just mm-hmm. didn't have a clue what we were doing. Oh, now, just, you're,
1: now you're there, right? Like now you've you've kind of <laughs> you're shaking yeah. your head. Well, <laughs> yes, yes, and no. But I mean, I just. I really can't express enough that we're sat here and we've been kind of like introduced and yes, all right, we are technically professionals, but um, (laughs) we don't have to do a lot. I mean, all we have to do is just like maintain great relationships with clients, which luckily we've managed to do so far Mm. and and sure, there's a little bit of admin um, here and there, but it's not like there's this huge aspect of our daily lives, which involves all this mysterious ethereal business work. It just, it doesn't really happen. And um, I don't want people to think, it's really impressive that that we're still here after a year because there might be people listening to this who aren't looking to go into what is for us essentially we don't make anything tangible everything we create is digital we don't have to dump any money into materials the only thing we have to pay for is rent is rent it's basically rent and then a little bit goes towards like software but um that we have don't have any significant overheads and um i think yeah i wish i could give the advice you know spend as little money as possible but i know for some people that's not possible but um
0: but i think it's like without sort of undercutting yourself too much like that is just the nature of maybe where your talents are and what your business mm. industry looks like and i think you have very specific challenges as some of them we've talked about and i think actually um, maybe it's difficult to to think about any like creative challenges because it's it sounds like you like when a challenge comes, you're you both just kind of like because you're coming from it from two angles. It's so much less. It's more of a uh, it's creative thing. It's
2: exciting. Yeah, it sounds like it's a it's creative problem solving. Yeah, there's there's a, a goal line that has to be reached, and you've got to figure out how to get all these hurdles to get there. And it is some of my favorite moments are when we've got something really complicated needs to be animated mm-hmm. but we're on a tighter budget than what the client would have probably expected it to be but we still have to see it done so we're like how can we visualize this with as little animation and workload as we can but to make it look incredible mm-hmm. and it's times when we both sort of stood there approaching it and thinking of what we can do and it's some fantastic problem solving to do mm-hmm. that kind of mm-hmm.
1: stuff that's actually um uh, well, I know we've mentioned it before because we've, we've done a couple of talks, haven't we, for, mm-hmm. for students. And I think yes. that's something we just randomly hit across, but it's resonated with me ever since as, a, as uh, an important piece of advice, I think, is, um, yeah, when you're starting out, people aren't going to be willing to pay very much and that can be frustrating especially because we all know what we're worth and um we knew we were worth more than uh, a lot of the kind of um, numbers that we were getting sent our way but if you can in any way kind of learn to pare down your work and adapt it to a more budget form um at least that means you're getting clients through the door and you're not expending value over um, you know the the amount of money that you're gonna get, so there's a real useful thing there to be said for being able to adapt your techniques. um yes, you wanna make everything bigger and better and become you know more fantastic as time goes on, but yeah, there is definitely a lot to be said for being able to kind of bring that quality and that professionalism, but at a much smaller scale. Um, so you can actually, you know, bring, bring the projects in because a lot of people have smaller budgets when they first approach you.
0: That's, that's really interesting actually, like, um, approaching it from a, um, okay, I, I think I'm valued this much, but they're willing to pay me this much. So, so my work will then meet that rather yeah, than scalable. being like, oh, I'm just going to have
2: to pay less. Yeah. I think that's a really, actually a really interesting way of looking at it. And there's something to be said, like if you feel like your work is worth so much, but people aren't willing to pay that, that's not an attack on you or your, or your skill or you as a person. It's just a lot of people don't realize how much art or content costs. Like so little gifts we make for companies like they don't realize how much they kind of have to spend to get a level of quality yeah so if you're willing to spend so, like charge so much for work and no one's paying it um that's that's not an attack on you That sounds like it sounds quite obvious, but um, to some people, that it can be missed. The message can be missed there.
0: Absolutely, especially if, if as you were saying, you're putting, like, you value yourself at a certain amount. You, you're putting all of your talents and your skills and what you've learned into it, and then somebody comes along and says, oh, I'm, "I'm only willing to pay you this much." Um, rather than you know taking that a bit personally, I guess adjusting your workload. There's
2: that there's that phrase where people are like. Oh, why should I charge you? Why should you charge me that for something that took you ten minutes to make? Because mm. it took me ten years to learn that. Yeah, it, yeah. You're yeah. P- also, when people are paying for, you, they're also paying for your your time that you've spent to you know get up to that point, mm-hmm. that skill level. And, and
1: the industry is just this terrifying machine as well. Um, just kind of the way that it's adapted and formed is is people uh, come in with these these ideas of of things being incredibly cheap because other people have done it for that cheap. Yeah, you know, people have been. Um, you know, they've been desperate enough that they felt that that's what they had to do. And there's there's just huge amounts of people out there that are doing work because they're undervaluing themselves. And in, in doing so, they're kind of affecting the entire market. And it's frustrating because there's nothing you can do about it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can just really just encourage people to have a little confidence in themselves. And and you know push for that little bit extra where they can, but yeah, it's just that's just the market and that's the way mm. it is, and and you just have to figure out how you can best adapt. And I think it's nice to see that you guys have each other to work through those together,
0: have make make them into creative problems, right, mm-hmm. rather than them be um, sort of just problems. Um, so um, you guys uh, kicked off together. You decided to kind of start this new project, um, and now this this collaboration and this partnership has grown from that. Um, Like as, as kind of recent, I guess, MA graduates and then getting stuck into this, this idea, um, where where did you start? Like, like logistically, you know, with your projects and things like that, like how, how did you get going?
1: I'm going to jump in here because Luke has this one phrase that he says every time we get asked this question, he goes, it started like all good business ventures. It started at the pub (laughs) and he said it every time. And for once I want to say, (laughs) um, and it did, uh, I, I can't remember when exactly it was, but we went to the playhouse, which, um, everyone in Norwich loves and uh yeah we decided we were going to do it didn't we and then one of us must have heard about um, NUA's ideas factory so um, which is like an incubation center so we booked an appointment to go and speak to someone about it and then i think within about two and a half minutes of kind of being shown around the building we decided that that's what we wanted to do and that's where we wanted to go mm-hmm. um because you know we were uh, offered sort of two desks in a shared space upstairs, which we've been fortunate enough now to kind of, um, well, not really expand, uh, <laughs> but we've taken an office now just for ourselves. Because yeah. um, it's difficult when you're in a partnership because you
2: need to keep certain things
1: private and mm-hmm. just keep discussing finances around like
2: seven other people. That's a polite way of saying it. Everyone got sick of us just being really weird. <laughs> yeah, and uh, there's also a lot of giggling going on in the corner. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it seemed like a, like a natural fit. Like obviously first May, we didn't really want to... M- move on to london or anything like that and the ideas for actually being a great place for us to just kick like start like a startup Mm. it just seemed like a natural fit for us to obviously go there Mm.
1: i don't know how we do it but most of our clients are international in fact i could probably count on one hand how many people that we've helped in the uk so we could be anywhere and why not literally five steps away from where we were
2: before we started. I do love anyway. I'll say that. And that isn't... I'm not being... I've got a gun to the back of my head. Like, <laughs> I, I am quite proud of the university so I'll happily be here like within the arms of each of it. Yeah. And lots of people like they've celebrated Norwich and Norfolk and it's, I think it is a really lovely place. Norwich though. is a... It's shocking how many talented animators are in this place. Really? It really is. There mm. is a annual animate um, that happens like, every couple of months or so um, run by a friend of ours, Stephen. And you will get just a room full of animators drinking and talking about stuff. And it's just insane how many of us are here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It really is cool. I love that sort
0: of almost that underground kind of like
2: network of, of of things that come out of the work.
0: So considering we're talking about starting and how you started, um, there's one thing, there's one question that's kind of scratching uh, uh, or sort of tip of my tongue, the
2: name, like the studio
0: goblin, like, I mean, that's a very unique name.
2: Okay, so I believe the day we said we were gonna do it, um, we said, right, next time we meet, which I think would be a couple of days from where I was, we're gonna come up with some names. Yeah. And we're gonna sit down at the playhouse Uh and we're gonna decide what it is. So uh, we met really early in the morning. Like, it's gonna be be tough to come up with this. I got a book full of names. Fraser's got a book full of names. And we sit down and Fraser goes, I've got some names about like from creatures and stuff and see if we can work from that gremlin I mean gremlin's good goblin goblin's great studio goblin let's go with that and then the whole two days of a couple of ideas was just wasted and then we took those two books threw them into the sunset <laughs> and, and walked away hand in hand
1: <laughs> I can imagine that being quite a funny cartoon
2: to watch. And it, it, in retrospect, it seems obvious because both of our last names are colours, and you bump up yes. together, it's kind like a goblin sort of thing. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> but it was it would definitely kind of set the tone for the entire thing that we wanted to do stuff that was dynamic and characterful, and um, it's not. Overly corporate sounding because in a really negative business move, maybe we were trying to dissuade people that were overly corporate. But that's not necessarily true. A lot of animation companies have really really fun names, yeah. and, and we want to kind of keep up that tradition, but, I suppose.
2: But when we first thought of it as well, we um we googled it to see if that was if the word goblin or like Studio Goblin was anything. And um, obviously, you got the band Goblin, um, but. <laughs> Nothing. Studio Goblin, the domain name, the Instagram, the Twitter, everything was completely like just no one you Googled goblin or anything to do with goblins, you just got like generic pictures of goblins and we're like what is going on? What is there something We don't know. That's associated <laughs> with
1: goblins, but shouldn't, that shouldn't be that easy to get a username in 2018.
2: <laughs> yeah, and uh, that was like a natural. Like, well, here it is. I believe there, and then we re- we got the we domain. Did.
1: We did. We split the we split the jobs, didn't we? Like, one of us was registering a Twitter account. whilst the other one was registering an Instagram? We we're like, oh my, I'd be gutted if someone got this. In the next yeah. Three so days. we put, you got.
2: And then I think like within that space, Fraser just doodled a little goblin face. And I'm like, well, that's it. Well, you put a crown on it. Oh, that's it. Perfect. That's yeah. the thing. <laughs> and then we
1: sculled away, and we got tattooed (laughs) who's studio goblins across our knuckles
0: (laughs) i love how you were like looking back and you were going this idea of going oh oh what's wrong what's wrong with the world why has nobody taken this already rather than being like oh i mean maybe have we got the right name like they were thinking about this yeah
2: we were just so excited (laughs) we were completely didn't look at it from like a a google like seo marketing standpoint we just thought this is really cool let's just do it (laughs) Which thankfully now, if you if you do Google Studio Goblin... Like which you should is, do. You should definitely do that and see what the work we've created uh, it is. A, the front page is full of like links to our socials amazing. and the websites. Yeah, amazing, yeah. amazing, amazing.
0: That's really cool. That's a really lovely story. So uh, what's what's next for, for you guys and for Studio Goblin?
2: Growth. <laughs> <laughs> More cartoons. <laughs> um, basically, um, having survived our first year, which was very much you know, getting a name out there, getting the work in. Um, This next year is just growth. It's just get more clients in. Let's get more work out there. Let's have more of an output for personal projects. Mm -hmm. Let's just get more known. Let's get marketing. Let's let's make ourselves more of an imprint on the internet that we exist Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. see if we can do some more interesting work, create some cool, interesting content, and meet some interesting clients along the way.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. and we we have this huge passion – that's developed for uh, community as well, which has been interesting because I never would have thought that when we first started, but uh, we get inundated. I think just because we now like appear in Google searches, but the amount of people over the past year that have um, contacted us with the hopes of coming in for work experience has been like phenomenal. And some of them have been Amazing. like incredibly talented and people that, um, you know, when you look through their websites and they're so young and just like, this is great. I, w- I wish I could give you an opportunity. I'd love to have you here. I'd love to have the help and I'd love to be able to help you by doing by doing that.
2: Yeah, it'd be some we would love to, you know, bring people in and make their voices more known, but Unfortunately, the position we're in now, especially just a partnership, um, in order to have interns, you have to have a, a lot of red tape there to meet mm-hmm. that, and mm-hmm. we just Assurance. haven't got that time or budget to do that. Mm-hmm. So it always breaks my heart to say no to people who are um, applying to us for internships and stuff. Yeah. But that being said, we are always welcome to like give. We always reply if you email us artwork or anything. Oh makes, yeah, it Absolutely. may take us a little bit to reply because we can be busy, but we always give feedback. We will always, you know, happily see people's portfolios and stuff like that because yeah. that's what we would have wanted when we starting out
1: we've had a bunch of NUA graduates email us as well like yeah. loads looking for work and again there will be this future where um we will need extra people i i hope and obviously this is going to be one of the first places we would go to facilitate that mm. um but yeah like luke said we will always give everyone feedback um as, as best we can we've had a really great opportunity recently where we've worked for uh, with some students that have come over from australia and okay. um and it's just, and, and luckily it's all part of this scheme through the UEA where kind of the help that they've given us is is free. But just being able to work with these kids that have just come up with so much stuff we never would have dreamt of. Mm. And it's just <laughs> it's just realized that, yes, it's great to have the creativity of two people, but can you imagine the stuff you'd come up with if, if you were this collective? And um, yeah, I'd say the goal is to eventually become one of those collectives, I suppose.
2: Yeah, basically have Studio Goblin as this ideal, like... I'm talking about like future like starry-eyed thinking here but (laughs) it'd be a nice little a think tank of talent just coming up with weird and interest animations for companies and our own personal stuff just chucking it out there in this fun creative space and seeing what unique just bizarre creations can come out of it Mm -hmm.
0: that sounds that's really exciting I'm a big believer in this sense of community and I think you can really see that between the two of you um, in your partnership and, and hearing about that in terms of like people going forwards and what you want to look for kind of in the future and, and i think as artists we kind of all appreciate the the unique challenges that we might have to go through um to kind of get to where we want to be so yeah i think that's really really great to hear and really inspiring um so i guess uh before we wrap up i've got two more questions for you guys mm-hmm. um firstly um if people are looking to get in contact with you find out more about your work see all the cool cool stuff that you do where can they go
1: Yeah, so if anyone wants to get in contact with us, um, you can always go to our website,
2: studiogoblin.co.uk. Otherwise, what's the email address? Info at studiogoblin.co.uk. Yep, Um, as well as that, we have Twitter at studiogoblin. We (coughs) have a YouTube account. They'll be active at the moment because we just put our show wheels on there, but Usually, uh, Goblin on YouTube but mainly we like to keep our Twitter active with you know fun little gifts and mm-hmm. sometimes behind the scenes making ofs and things like that
0: cool cool so we'll put that information sort of that literature in the um, episode description so people can just click on that and see it um, and then the last question is um, if you uh, could go and uh, give your thanks to anybody um, uh, maybe apart from each other and mm-hmm. um, uh, who would you thank
1: for for getting you here? I'll just dip in straight here and say that um, we're both really fortunate and we both have a fantastic support network, um, both at our homes and with our respective partners. And I think it's a no-brainer. It's just the fact that there are so many people that are willing to put up with me trying to draw cartoons.
2: A lot. <laughs> yeah, basically, it's that sort of thing where it's, I'm just grateful for every friend and family member and lecturer who puts up with my BS of <laughs> drawing cartoons and humouring me enough to watch them and enjoy them and sort <laughs> of ask me to go keep making them and stuff like that. Lovely,
0: lovely. Well, thank you very much for joining us. I uh, appreciate uh, your time and I've heard a lot about you. So it's finally nice to kind of meet you and, and talk through your story and hear what you have to say. Um, and... And yeah, thanks very much for for coming along.
1: Thank you for having us. Absolute pleasure.
0: Uh, Thanks very much for you guys for listening. Um, We'll be back at you with some more uh, material very soon. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.